In our current series, we will be walking through the Psalms, picking out our favorite passages. We're focusing not only on what they say, but also on how they are an expression of worship. We will see how the Psalms encourage us to praise God for who he is and what he has done. We will point out the greatness of God and recognize his faithfulness to us in times of trouble. In other words, we are going to praise him, learn of him, and celebrate his goodness. Join us in this podcast of Women at the Well Ministries as Kim and Erica have a conversation as we walk through the scriptures, focusing on Psalms 19. Hello, I'm Kim Miller of Women at the Well Ministries, and we are so excited that you have decided to join us in this podcast. And I'm sitting alongside Erica Close. Hello, everyone. And we are going to walk through Psalms 19 for you today. Yes, we are. And it's one of my absolute favorite psalms, so... Because it's one of my favorites, I'm going to ask him if she will read it for us. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Day unto day uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line has gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoiceth as a strong man to run a race. His going forth is from the end of the heaven and his circuit unto the ends of it. And there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statues of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright, and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Thank you. I do absolutely love this psalm. And I love the very first verse, the heavens declare 
the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. I love that when we go out and we look at the sky, whether it's the sky during the day or the sky at night with all of the stars, all of what we see declares God's glory. It declares how big he is. It is a bright, pure light. It declares that he is God and that it is his glory that illuminates the universe, illuminates all that we see. And then that verse goes on to say, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. So we get to see the brightness of his glory and who he is. And we get to see that in what he has created. Not just in heaven. If we, when we go to heaven, we will see that. But we get a glimpse of that in what he has created. I love that he talks about how the day unto day uttereth speech and that the night shows knowledge. And I love that we see God and the earth and the creations and the heavens speak of him. And then the nighttime brings forth the knowledge of him. And that is something that he does so that everyone, regardless of whether or not a preacher has walked into their room or someone even who is a Bible teacher or whatever, still will know there's a God. And of course, it's easier to understand the word of God when someone is explaining it to you. And it's certainly more adaptable for our lives when someone is living out the commandments of God and being an example for us. But there'll be no excuse on the day of judgment for any human being to say, I didn't know there was a God. Because the heavens declare it. Verse 3 says, there's no speech nor language where their voice is not heard, right? The voice of the heavens that, that shouts of his glory. There is no speech or language. There's no place where that is not heard, where that glory is not evident. If we go on into verse 4 and into verse 5, the line of their voice has gone out through all of the earth, all the way to the end of the earth which echoes what we read in verse 3. And all around the earth, there's a tabernacle for the sun, which to me means it goes on to talk about a bridegroom coming out of his chamber. There is a place for the Lord to come and to be and to seek his people, right? A bridegroom is coming to accept his bride, like to get his bride. And so there's, there is a place that is set for the Lord to come to receive us. He wants to receive us. And we just have to come to him. And a tabernacle is a place of learning of who God is and a place of worship. Yes. And he has set the sun in a tabernacle created for it. So all the heavens that rotate around the sun, the bodies, the stars, all, all of this as the planets are rotating, they are set in a tabernacle that is praising the Lord. I like that. They are setting in a tabernacle that is speaking and teaching the knowledge and the wisdom and the words of God. And we have the opportunity 
to see the son, the S-U-N, who is a representative of the brightest light we know on earth. It's the most powerful, has the most energy, the most heat, and we can't squelch it. Man can't do anything to the light of the S-U-N. But we who know Christ realize that the Son of God, who is the light in heaven, is so much brighter than the brightest light we know, which is the sun, that the sun pales in comparison to the Son of God. And so this light, which is beyond our comprehension here, is set in a tabernacle around it, speaking the glory and the joy and the words and the knowledge of God. And we just have to look and see it, knowing that the Son of God is far greater than the Son of our solar system. In verse 6, the psalm talks about how his going forth is from the end of the heavens and his circuit until the ends of it. There's nothing that is hid from the heat thereof. Nothing is hidden from the Lord. Nothing can be beyond the heat of the sun and nothing can be beyond his love. Right? There is no one, nowhere that is beyond the love of the Lord. Because the heat of the sun is the byproduct of what the sun is comprised of. And love is the product of what Jesus is comprised of. And just as you can't escape the touch of the sun and its heat, you cannot escape the touch of the love of Jesus on your lives. You can reject it, but you cannot escape it. The psalm shifts in, in tone at this point, and it speaks to God's laws and his statutes and his words. And it talks about all the different things that the law and the Lord's word can do. The law of the Lord is perfect in that it can convert the soul. It can allow us to see our need for the Lord. The testimony of the Lord is sure. It makes wise the simple wisdom comes from the knowledge of the Lord. Verse 8, the Lord's statues cause the heart to rejoice. And the commandments of the Lord enlighten our eyes. Just like the light and the heat from the sun cause vegetation to grow, God's word changes us and causes us to grow. Verse 9 says, The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. Just like the light of the sun is not going anywhere, the Lord himself is not going anywhere. And when we fear him in that we give him his proper place as Lord of our lives, we will have him forever. And then verse 9 speaks to his judgments and the righteousness that comes through his judgment. I love that verse 7 says that the law of the Lord is perfect. And we don't need to 
try to explain it away. We don't need to try to make it fit into our modern times or modern ways. We need to fit our ways into what the Bible says. And so often people are massaging the word of God and manipulating the word of God and doing whatever they can to make the word of God say what they want it to say, when in reality, we need to conform our lives to the word of God because the word of God will transform us and convert us into what God would have us to be because the Lord, he's sure, he's not iffy. It's not maybe this will happen when he gives a commandment or it would be nice if that happens, let's see what takes place. No, when the Lord speaks a commandment, it is sure. You can bank on it. You can trust it. And what he does is that the touch of the Lord and the conversion of us into what he would have us to be creates in us this wise person. And I believe he says that he makes the simple wise. What he means that is we need to get our knowledge, our wisdom, our information, our counsel, our guidance, and our instruction from God. And it is he who will give us the wisdom that we need. We don't need to be seeking it anywhere else. We just need to be seeking it from him. Correct. In verse 10 that follows that verse about the judgments, verse 10 says, More to be desired are they than gold. Yea, then much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. They're the one thing that we need to be seeking, and they're more valuable than anything. Then in verse 11, moreover, by them is thy servant warned. We understand how we are to live when we are comparing our lives to the word of God. The word of God tells us how we are to live. And the second part of verse 11 says, and in keeping of them, there is great reward. We receive blessing and reward when we keep the Lord's word. You know, the Bible says that he came to seek and to save those which were lost. And he says that he came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. And this abundant life is one that he has planned out and strategized for us and requires us to walk in his ways in order for him to be able to give us the blessings that he has for us and for us to be able to receive them and to be where we need to be in order to be where the blessings are being poured out. And so when we see that there's a reward for those that keep them, then what we know is that he has a plan. And if we follow that plan, there is a great reward, more than even just home eternal into heavens. But our, our life here can be much more peaceful and much more blessed if we are following after what God is asking us to do and staying in the boundaries. It, it, it just seems so much like me, the analogy of going to the bowling alley and they have the bumpers. You can always get to the pins and knock down the pins, which is the goal, because these bumpers keep you in the lane. And when we keep the word of God, we stay in the lane and we can attain the goal that God has set out for us. Verses 12 and 13 remind us that the Lord 
will instruct us and teach us and guide us in what we are supposed to do. Verse 12, who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. We can ask the Lord to help us find the error of our ways. And he will answer us. And to point out when we are sinning and don't see it or understand it. To keep it ever before our eyes. Verse 13 says, Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. The, the psalmist here is asking the Lord to help him to make sure that the sin of the world doesn't overtake him. To not let the sin of the world to have dominion. He's clearly saying, Lord, let me, through your strength and my faith in you, control the sins in my life to not have them in there. Don't let the sins of the world dictate how I live, but let me through the grace of Jesus and the cleansing of your blood and faith in you, let me rule over the sins. And then I think the closing verse of this psalm is so precious and it's such a prayer for all of us. Verse 14 says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. I love how he is saying, let, let what I say and let what I'm thinking in my heart, let them match up and let me be all that you would have me to be. And Lord, I, I want you to be my strength. I don't want to be on my own. I don't want to be out there trying to do things in my own strength or power. But you're my redeemer. Let me live in your strength and let my life be what you would have it to be. And I think that's what all of us are at, should be asking God to do. And I think it's what God wants to ask, wants us to be asking of him. Right? He wants that close relationship with each of us where we come to him and ask him to help us to live our lives in a way that is pleasing and acceptable to him. So it is our prayer at Woman at the Well Ministries that as you read Psalms 19 and really study it for yourself and begin to apply what it's asking you to apply to your life, that you too would come to the conclusion that you want to be as the psalmist David and you want your life to be acceptable and pleasing to the Lord and that you are asking the Lord to help you have dominion over your sins and you to be able to live in the strength of Jesus and call him your Redeemer and Lord. Thank you all for joining us today in this program of Woman at the Well Ministries. We pray that it has been a blessing to you and we encourage you to reach out to us through our website or our Facebook page. You can find us at watwm.org and at facebook.com watwm where you will find devotions and many additional Bible resources to enhance your personal walk with God. Woman at the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father and it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. If you would like to partner with Women at the Well Ministries, please visit our website at watwm.org. 
We would like to thank the gospel group Fudge Creek for letting us play their hit song, Happy Girl. Greatly appreciate your prayers. Know that we pray for our listeners. Remember that God loves you and you are loved. Girl.